Today is November 21st, 2017. This is Worlds of Books, and tonight we're discussing the book Pandora's Clock by John J. Nance. Uh, I did not do my usual preparation, my homework about Mr. Nance, but I did, I did read some stuff the other day, and I'm just going to kind of wing it and just say a little bit about him. And I'm sure, I mean, don't take, take what I'm saying to the bank. I may get some of the facts wrong. But one, I think he used to be like, I think he is, he's really an airline pilot in real life. I'm not sure which of the big firms he worked for, but he did, he, I think he did fly jets. Uh, he was a airline consultant to one of the networks, I think, for like their, their news programs too. So he's definitely got a background in aviation. So, so he knows his stuff with, with respect to that. And, uh, I think this is probably the second book I've read by him. You know, he's, he's written, you know, more than just a couple though. And, uh, uh, I, I like the way he tells the story. He does, he does a good job of, of this, this thriller kind of genre, uh, fast, fast paced kind of action tales. And, you know, you, you got to take some of it with a grain of salt, I guess. You got, uh, you know, got to suspend disbelief a little bit, but I, I find his, I think the thing I like about his stories is that I like his characters. He 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 usually has at least uh, two or three really good characters that I like, and uh, I find that a lot of stories are improved with that. If there's some characters that I like, I, I can get through just about anything. And uh, uh, he, he tells a good story to boot. So uh, 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 I, I'll I'll let others comment about this before I weigh in weigh in on it, but. Uh, I really enjoyed the book. So so anyway, uh, that's really about all I have in terms of, of an intro uh, w- with this. But uh, anyway, let's let's see what others have to say about it. I'll start. I just think I love books like this. I love books of action. Uh, it was a suspense, I would say, anything else. But just terrific. And I did like the characters. Of course, you like James the Pilot. If you didn't want to like somebody, maybe Rob, Dick Rob, the, the guy who was evaluating, but he was a baby. He was a whip. And uh, when uh, when Holland called him an SOB and said, sign me out then, take over, and he he whipped out. Yeah, I knew you. Know, that was great. And of course, Rachel Sherwood was, was great in The Ambassador. And some of the things that happened, people will do some of these things. The, the guys that challenged the... Uh, the pilot, you know, who do you think you are? I, I know what I'm doing. And the guy, you know, he finally, he got him and said, you're committing a felony. You're going, going after a federal officer and all that stuff. Um, I, I'm not sure what the only, I, I don't know about aviation. The only thing is they never got sleep. They just, they just, you know, briefly, uh, but you'll have to point out what is unbelievable because I'm just a babe in the woods. I, I don't think about uh, flying. I hop on the plane and go, but I don't know that much about aviation and, so on and so forth. Go ahead. Get closer. That's okay. Okay, I'm going to shut up. Thank you. We could hear you, Ruth Ann. Um, I thought it was. I I really think that if there was a plane in that situation, it could be blocked from airports. Nobody would want it, and that struck me as scary. Uh, struck me as being a little bit not impossible, not probable, but not impossible. And they talked about the food, and they were talking about the guys getting a couple of hours sleep here and there. 
and that that kind of revitalizes you um, and and the people obviously were getting really upset and i I have liked every John Nance book I've read, and I've read several, and I'm going to read more. He is still writing. He is still um, active, from what I could find. And um, hats off to Nolan. Oh, absolutely. Now, as I said, I did not. I'm not done with the book yet, but believe me, I plan on on finishing it. And I, I don't know what other John J. Nance books I've read, but I've read a couple. So. He's definitely on my list, and uh, I also like action books. Um, so uh, this is right up my alley. And uh, I guess, uh, yeah, Dick Robb was, was, was uh, you're right, Bob, he was a wimp. Um, the, the pastor I, don't, I didn't care much for either, um, but I, I kind of... I, I I I find them a lot of those guys suspect anyway, but uh, I'm definitely looking forward to continuing the read. When I first saw that we were reading this book, I thought, "Wow, that's really a neat situation. That's going to be really interesting." But after I read the book, I I thought it was okay. I was not sorry that I read it, but it was just for me an okay book. And I hope I don't make a spoiler here for the lady that hasn't read it all. But I knew that the author was not going to crash that airplane and kill all of his passengers on the plane. So there was no, no not that much suspense to me. And when uh, they were being chased and shot at with rockets and that, and uh, one of the engines was shot out... I, it didn't it didn't put me on edge because I knew that plane isn't going to crash. It's going to go land somewhere. So uh, I didn't find it as fast-paced and moving as some other books that I've read, some thrillers that we've read. Uh, maybe when somebody's hiding on a porch and they're going to jump on a woman when she comes out or something. But anyway, uh, to me, it lacked the, the thrill because I knew that guy writing that book is not going to crash and kill all of those people. <laughs> yeah, well, I did. I do too. I know that plane's not going to crash, and I don't mind spoilers. I really don't. Uh, I've been to other uh, book club events where I haven't finished the book either, and I just, I just take everything in stride. So you didn't spoil anything for me. Oh boy, this is going to be a good one. Of course, it wasn't going to crash. That wasn't a part of the suspense. It was the flu. The you know, is it true? You know, the autopsy took him forever. Did this guy really have this worldwide flu? Um, I learned a lot about, although I said I don't know anything, I learned about you go under the radar and he went through the clouds. And Oh, no, I, I want to make it clear that the book was clear and he was going to marry Rachel. So does that mean the book's no good? Uh, although LaDon didn't say that. He said it was a good read, but he you know he knew what was going to happen. But I think the, the, the tension, the great tension and how they, and each airport kept turning him away and, and the mother being shot. I didn't know that was going to happen. I was very sad for her. She was out of her mind. And could our government do this? Of course they did. I believe our government soldiers would gun down an innocent, uh, you know, if it was ordered by the generals. So there was all the, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I knew, I figured the plane wouldn't crash. And I did not figure that the guy, the pilot, would show up at a party and meet, uh, meet James at the party later. That was surprising to me. 
But no, I really loved it. No, but I did know the plane. Sure, the plane's not going to crash. Well, I didn't finish the book. Um, I don't really care too much for books about aviation and stuff like that. Um, I may go back and finish it, but uh, I really was not uh, thrilled by it. Uh, Some of the places were very suspenseful. I think I read about half the book, and I said, it's good, but it's not my kind of a book. Well, I got about three hours through. I thought, boy, the story's almost over. And then I said, oh, it's 13 hours. So I jumped ahead, but I didn't, never did find out whether the plane would crash or they'd everybody would get killed. I thought, sure, they were all going to get killed because of the flu. Yeah, I think that I agree with Bob. The, 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 the tension's not so much. I think everybody knows the plane's not going to crash. It's, it's the, the tension comes from this 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 class four biological bug and stuff that came from that came from Russian stuff. Uh, that that kind of stuff scares the hell out of me, to be honest with you. Uh, there, there's no telling what kind of stuff these guys dabble in, and m- maybe that's what I, where I'm suspending my disbelief. I'm, I'm I'm maybe I'm just hoping against hope that they're really not messing around with that kind of stuff, and I'm afraid they really are. Uh, uh, and, and the story, uh, some of these CIA stories with these guys hatching plots and stuff, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I tend to discount some of that, but maybe all that's believable, too. Maybe they are doing all that kind of stuff. Uh, but uh, uh, I, I, I did kind of like, uh, uh, even though I thought this was a little far-fetched, was the, the guy stealing the, uh, uh, the, the, the corporate jet that was trying to shoot him down and stuff. But... Uh, uh, the the Gulf Stream, but uh, it, it, it I don't know. It, I just thought it all worked. It just it all made a good read, and it all flowed. And uh, I, I didn't read anything. It just made me throw my hands up and say, "Oh, please, that's just totally impossible." So uh, he, he just did, did a really good job making the the. He had enough humor between the characters, and, and enough uh, the story just kind of clicked along. I thought. Uh, and I really like that Rusty Sanders guy. I don't know something about him. I just found kind of charming because he was, uh, you know, he, he wasn't your typical, you know, he was a lower level CIA guy and he, he, you know, he was a doctor by trade and he just, uh, uh, but, but then he was a computer nerd too. So I, I kind of like that because I'm, I'm kind of a computer nerd myself and it just, it just kind of worked. I thought, so, uh, uh, I, I, I really, really enjoyed the thing. And, and, and like Marcia said, uh, I'm I'm glad the uh, the the preacher from Tennessee didn't get too much airtime because the the little bit of time he had was enough to to turn my stomach. But uh, he was horrible. But uh, anyway, I, I thought the story was was really really good, and uh, uh, I liked Rusty a lot, and I liked uh, uh, James Holland a lot. And yeah, and I, I guess that co-pilot did end up coming around a, a bit. But uh, I can't stand people that, that that all they seem to contribute is to question the decisions of others and stuff. That's all. That's about all he was good for. But uh, uh, anyway, I'll let other, some other people comment too. I liked the pilot a lot. I thought he was very very brave and was when he would make his announcements back on that. How can people be that calm under that kind of that kind of stress? You know, and uh, then the way he dealt with the 
co-pilot who was testing him and then the co-pilot was a younger man too so that made a little tension between them the younger one uh trying to test the older one you know uh, but in addition to knowing the plane wasn't crashed i knew there wasn't any flu on that plane that that this I wasn't even a quarter way through when I said, there's no flu on that plane. But, of course, the people didn't know that. The pilot didn't know that. And the stewardess didn't know that. I knew that. But they didn't. And so it made an interesting story. And there was some uh, one of the girls, uh, the uh, I forget, the one that did the... Uh, Helped the one was having a heart attack. Tried to brought bring him alive with mouth to mouth recessor. She was really neat too. I forget her name, Barbara. Clark? I don't remember. Anyway, maybe you guys do. But anyway, I, I was really impressed with the pilot because even though I knew there was no flu on there, they didn't know it. Ladon, you're just smarter than all of us. I that's the whole story. Was there a flu? What about the little girl that got sick? And they finally said, oh, well, she was just busy, but they didn't know. They, they, there's no way they could know. And that guy, we, he died of a heart attack, and it was Melinda, was it, tried to save him, and she thought she had the flu. And remember, it was 48 hours. But if you could sit there and say, I don't know, respectfully, I don't know there was flu, then that's the whole story. I mean, yeah. if, if I could have done that and said, no, there's no flu, it's, it's the plane's not going to crash, the terrorist is going to get caught. What about John, the director? I believe that a government agent in America could be like that guy. He was going to blow up the plane, and I believed he was going to do it. I didn't. I didn't sit back and say, "I know he's not." You know, it's okay. Let him do it. He was a jerk, and he became um, the director of the CIA. Alan Dulles. I don't want to say anymore, but I, he did his thing when he was director. But no, if I if the flu wasn't on the plane, then why have the story? I really didn't know that. I'm, I'm sorry to be so dumb. Well. The um, back to how he how could he sound so relaxed? I find that when I have an emergency, I'm really cool. I'm I'm just okay. Now we have to do this. Now let's do this. And you know, I need to put a bandaid on you or whatever. I need to to. I'll help you with whatever. Um, after the emergency, I shake like a leaf, but. But during it, I'm I'm just really okay. This is what I have to do, and that was the impression I got as a captain, who I liked a lot. He was, and and I think that Barbara was the head stewardess, and I think that the um, the one who was doing the mouth to mouth was might have been Kate. Might have been, I don't know, but I I do know that. I wasn't positive what was going to happen, but I was pretty sure. Um, we don't kill off people, except for Stephen King. That's that's true, Mickey. Stephen King, yep. Uh, he he kills off uh, some really cool people sometimes. But uh, yeah, that's my only thing. I was I was wondering if the flu actually did exist, but the, the further I I've read. Um, the more I kind of think, nah, that's not going to happen. But the, the, the part so far that has, has really gotten gotten to me the most as far as suspense is that the uh, doctor, Rusty, um, you know, right now where I'm at, he is, uh, he's, be, well, they just, uh, 
he just called his his condo and and uh, the guys were trashing the place looking for the disc but of course he had it on his person so um and he just left the uh the Washington Library and the museum so that's kind of where I'm at so I'm sort of really getting involved with that aspect of the book at this point keep reading marcia it gets better and better um i think what i'm trying to say is could this have happened that's it, it wasn't that oh it's there's no flu and he's going to make it why even read the book i want to know could it happen yes could our government order that an airliner be blasted out of the sky absolutely could the russians do it absolutely what i want to ask you is though were they after i know the flu thing but correct me please i missed this were they after the ambassador was he another force that they wanted to bring down on that plane uh you know i i mostly they're talking the flu and uh, they, they hired this guy to do it and all that stuff and he had you know the jet stream but wasn't it also that they were after the ambassador everybody was for yes. years but i wondered if you picked up on that or did i am i way off on that but yes could that happen absolutely that was the great strength of the book with the flu ruthanus right yes they were after the 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 uh terrorists were also after the ambassador now whether they were at, at the start i don't know but the fact that this flu thing came along they took advantage of it well yeah i mean the ambassador had a lot of enemies in the, in the the terrorist organizations uh but the reality was, in this case, the the terrorists that were supposedly after him was all a concocted thing by the by the assistant director of the CIA because uh, they really weren't involved with, with trying to get the ambassador. He, he just picked them as a as a fall guy to so that he could heap all kind of blame on them and, and turn world opinion against them and and and, and get a one upmanship on the, whatever the name of that. Uh, uh arabic terrorist group was that he was trying to set up for all this but uh i i i, I thought the, i mean all this could happen and i totally agree the one thing that i that i thought you had to suspend this belief a little bit was the uh i mean gulf streams are mighty fine airplanes and whatever that what that that one little fault that had and i realize things can be can have problems but that one little thing that kept him from receiving the message when, when they were calling that guy off from trying to shoot them down and that little, he kept bumping it, you know, some kind of cabinet where the communication device was, was, was stored. Uh, it, it, it kept knocking into the switch and turning it off and stuff. I thought, I thought that, yeah, that's, that, that's a little bit of a stretch, but, uh, uh, you know, other than that, everything, I thought everything worked pretty well. And, and the thing I really liked about James Holland, the captain, I really liked the fact that he kept the passengers informed. I mean, you can't tell people everything in that kind of situation, but man, when he talked to them, he told them what he knew and and he conveyed it believably and stuff. And I really respected him for that because I, 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 I'm a big believer that uh, uh, it, it's really got to be an unusual situation where truth is not the best the best policy. Obviously, it can be it can be spun in different ways and stuff, but. I respected the fact that he he talked to the passengers, and I think they believed him when when you know they believed he was being honest with them and stuff, and he and he was. So uh, I really liked that about that character. Um, Don, have you 
told us what you thought of the book. I have a feeling I know, but tell us. Don, are you there? You copy? I you, I'm like Alan. I uh, thought it was a little bit much to steal a plane. I mean, a jet plane like that. I thought, how in the world does that ever happen? But billionaires do do things. I think that I can't imagine. Uh, but I do think that he was after the ambassador. Uh, why else would he want to shoot down the airplane? And if they, the, the terrorists, had thought there was really a flu on there, well, everybody's going to die in 24 hours anyway. Why would they even bother about that? But anyway, that was, that was pretty interesting. And then I was wondering, was anybody surprised that he survived the crash? I finally got on. I don't know if you can hear me, but I got three hours into the book, and then I skipped ahead, but I'm going to have to finish the story because I thought, sure, the plane was going to crash. I'm sorry, you did say that. I, I was thinking that you hadn't gotten a chance to say anything yet. I'm sorry. Well, I'm the only one that thought that. So. <laughs> and doesn't that make the input better because nobody is repeating what you're saying? Oh, that, that's, that's very true, but it's a wonderfully written book. I, I'm going to have to finish it, even though, because I don't usually like suspense. I, it, it, at first, it sounded like a lot of other books I've read on the airport airline thing, but uh, he is an excellent writer. And does, it, does anybody else like David Hartley Marketing like I do? Because I love David Hartley Marketing. He's one of my favorite narrators. Uh, he's just, uh, ever since I read South Abroad by, by Pat Conroy, and he narrated that, and I thought, man, this guy's got it. Uh, and he just does, he just does a good job with these kind of books. He, he, he does enough voice distinction so you can tell that there's different characters talking, but he never over dramatizes anything. He just does a great job of reading the stuff. Absolutely. It was great. Um, w- the mother, the young mother, why did they shoot her? Uh, she, she could she was no threat to them. She was no, what was, and Olson, um, Olson, what's his name? <laughs> the captain, Holland was brilliant. They were shooting around his feet. He was cool. He, he was horrified. He begged her to come back. But what are we proving killing a young mother with no war? There were no weapons. Even if she had them, she couldn't take those guys on. And, uh, you know, they and the officer later on the plane was almost in tears, too. I was following orders. Well, that's what Hitler soldiers said, too. Yeah. That's scary. It could happen in this government very easily. Yeah, I was going to say, Bob, that's not a stretch. It could very well happen with this government, and it happens with the, the well, I'm, I'm, all I'm going to say is it happens with the police far too often, too, shooting un- unarmed people. But anyway, that's not what I keyed up for. I just wanted to agree with you, Alan. Uh, David Hartley-Margolin is one of the best. He's definitely uh, way up there in my book. They shot the woman because they thought she had the, the bug or the flu or, or what are that virus that they had and uh, if she had had it and she had made it up to the people they would have got it and that would have wiped out the island so they had to shoot her as from where they stood i mean believing that she had a flu that was going to come and it would be a epidemic beyond anything anyone had ever seen before with everybody dying within 24 hours of catching it so they had to shoot her because they thought she had the flu or she might have had the flu uh, and so they had to but David did a wonderful job and like uh, you can tell without ever being overdone there are different voices on that airplane there are different 
Uh, the uh, thing got stuck, so uh, people can speak now. I thought he definitely, they definitely had to shoot him, shoot her. First of all, how did they know if she did or did not have the flu? Secondly, how, if they're looking for terrorists, how do they know what this woman's doing who's running away from the plane? Um, if they hadn't, it would have made it more unrealistic, believe me. Yeah, I think that I think Nance kind of took the easy way out. He needed a way to write her off. She she was fading fast in terms of her mental state because uh, uh, yeah, she went from just wanting to talk to the kids on the phone to really really losing it. So uh, I guess that was how he got he got rid of her. But uh, uh, it was still a horrible scene, and I know. People that that command forces, they want they want people that follow orders and stuff. But when you when you have a group of soldiers or, or when you're building a, a, a an armed services where nobody thinks for themselves anymore, woe be it to whatever's going to happen to your country and stuff. Because we we always need to think and 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 second guess people. I think uh, I mean you know I, you got to know when to follow orders right, but but. Sometimes the orders just don't make any sense. So you just, uh, uh, I, I, for one, I want people with good intelligence, and I want them to use their minds. I just wanted to comment. Um, I love David Hartley Margolin, and uh, I'm sorry he won't be reading any more books for us. He won't? I don't think he's still around, is he? You mean like he's left the employment, or you think he's gone uh, on to this great reward? What are you saying, Johnny? I hadn't heard this. No, I better not say anything because I'm not sure. I I thought he had got, gone on to his great reward. But I could be very wrong because I've said that about different people that were still with us. So, um, uh, But he is a wonderful reader. Preview level zero. Alan, I hope you recorded this. I'm sorry I got knocked off. So, anyway, no, you're quite, LaDonna, of course you're right about the flu, but I'm saying they can do anything. They could have slipped a suit. They were going to bring food into the plane and do stuff, and it just seemed rather harsh that they couldn't have done. uh, They didn't really know. uh, We're all saying that the guy had a heart attack. Was he carrying it? Uh, they, they, uh, they, nobody knew anything. Just the word went out, and falsely, by the way, by the media, that this flu bug is all over. And I understand you're, you're right that um, the mother, she could have given it to the whole world just standing there. But uh, this is America. They could throw one of those protective suits on her and get her whatever. But that's just me. I felt bad. The woman was a little hysterical, and it was sad. Yes, I am recording, and I'll put it in our shared folder after the thing's over. And I'm kind of like like Ladon. Uh, I was a little surprised at the end because the way they were carrying on, uh, the way that Gulf Stream kind of got mangled by that uh, that 747, uh, they kind of made it. They had to say at least more than one time that nobody could have survived that, uh, but uh, uh, apparently he did. So uh, uh, that that was a little bit of a, of a surprise, and. Uh, and, and as long as I'm on the subject, I'll say it's it's also kind of sad that the the 747s have been retired from from passenger service too. So recently, I think that happened like a month or so ago. So uh, uh, I never got to fly on one, but uh, the, they were they were quite an aircraft. 
that must have been a some airplane 747 with the upstairs and downstairs I've never been on a plane that big I think my wife was once but I wasn't I must my comments must have been all wrong well ago because I got completely my my computer shut down I had to start again yeah mine did too and Ladon again you're you're absolutely right about the the flu the fear fear can do great things and the media was saying Oh, it's the flu, and and they made a mistake. And you know, wanted. remember they made a mistake. We, I want to say, we did ride. I'm showing my age. Oh, 747. It did have upstairs, downstairs. It was huge, and they they finally discontinued it. But we, it was quite a uh, one of the quite things, an experience. One of the things that Get I thought closer. Was, You're way across the room. One of the things that I thought was interesting. It was hard to tell who were the good guys and who were the bad guys because yep. it kept going, and and people. And, and everything kept, you know, going. You know, he thought that uh, this, uh, what was The CIA guy yeah, was, was, was a good guy. Was for, a good guy. He was, he was a bad, bad guy. guy. And, yeah. and uh, when they got into his house and tore everything apart, and you didn't know who the person, if Rachel was the one that was helping him, or if, you know, you couldn't always tell who was on which side for a while. But Rusty was one of the best he characters. Was. He's yeah. fabulous. Absolutely. I found the characters, the governmental characters, very realistic. I'm reading this book on the FBI and CIA, and that's just the way they act. You know, unfortunately, the armed forces don't necessarily take the brightest bulbs on the Christmas tree. Um, You can't have a group that doesn't follow orders. And if he had not had this woman killed when she ran off the plane, then he would have had to end it with flu because it would be otherwise, you know, no point. But she was, she was um, I don't want to say expendable, but she was, was losing it by, by a lot. She started out crying because she was leaving her children and spent lots and lots of money on the cell phone, a a satellite phone, calling her children. So you knew there was a problem. And they, they didn't have any choice. They really didn't. They had, do you, do you, do you save one person in the hope that, um, maybe it it is um oh how do I want to put it that maybe this person doesn't have it, but on the other hand, maybe she's going to give it to several million i mean how how what would you do yeah, that's a very, very tough point. decision, uh, but they didn't have it. It was a false but thing, but she was expendable, I think Mickey sadly. she was mentally really imbalanced, and they said, we're not going to kill Olson. You know, we're not going to take him out. We're not going to take Rachel. Let's take the mother out to show that they're terrified. And, uh, yeah, what would you do? That The president would order that uh, an island or something you're on or would be blown up if it saved the world? Absolutely, without any problem. And what could he do or she? I, when, when, they, when they shot her and she was laying there on the thing, there were guys around there with that were in uh, those hat, hat suits. And I thought, my goodness, 
if they think she's got the flu, what if she had the flu? How would they clean that up? I mean, even the blood on the street, I thought, well, I kept thinking about, what would, it, what would you do? Uh, get your bleach or, or uh, acid? What, what would you do if someone was dying, was laying there bleeding with that kind of disease? And, and of course, he never went into that and didn't have to, but that was what I was wondering about at that particular time in the book. Well, I mean, uh, and that's right, and and that's this book really does touch on that that issue with you know with these pathogens. You know, if they come up with one of these things, it is so easy to spread this stuff with with the worldwide you know travel system that we have with the airlines and stuff. It would not take that long for a you know a, a deadly bug. To, to blanket the earth if you know if people aren't careful you know depending on how communicable it is and stuff so uh that's the one thing about the book that kind of kind of scares me to death you know it's uh, uh it, it can happen and it can happen fairly quickly because this stuff can spread in a hurry and uh, uh who knows what kind of decisions would be made you know if, if we're really ever faced with something like this uh, uh they, they they won't hesitate to to sacrifice a smaller number to save to save the masses, I guarantee you. And that is, I think, as it needs to be. Um, they're like, look, you walk into any grocery store, and before you go into the store, you've got the wipes sitting there for you to use. You go into a hospital, or please wipe your hands, please sanitize. Everywhere you go, you're asked to sanitize your hands. And and there's a reason for that. Well, you, you still chose a terrific book. Thank you. Well, I'm glad everybody everybody liked it. Uh, uh, you know, if, does anybody have any last-minute comments? And, uh, I'm going to let Mickey announce the uh, next month's book since she was so kind to uh, come up with it. And uh, 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 But uh, we'll, we'll let anybody else uh, say another word or two if they have anything else to say about Pandora's Clock. Uh, next month's book, I'll let you take it away. I had my finger on the button. Um, There is a guy in Wisconsin who we greatly admire. We admire him because of his starting being homeless, being on drugs, being on the the whole ball of work, the whole ball of wax. He has he uh, became a football player for the Packers. Uh, he retired from the Packers in uh, 2013, which is when he wrote the book. But he has gone around the state thanking people for their support. He has given charitable contributions everywhere. Anytime that anybody needs something, he is right there. He's giving talks about drugs. He's doing talks about um and and yeah, there might be some sports in it, but there'll be it's it's uh, um, the name of the book is Driven. Uh, the subtitle is something like um, My Life on and Off Lambeau Field, from or from from home, homeless to Lambeau Field or something like that. And the the keeper, the thing I like about it is that it's only seven hours long. And this is the Christmas month, and we don't want to read something big. Um, I have not read the book, but I know enough of the man who know he's the real deal. He's not 
he he wasn't out there being a showboat. He wasn't out there. He was there doing his job. He took the money, and now he's spending it freely for, for other people's good. And I thought it might be a little bit interesting book to read. And if we don't want to read it, you know, you have a say. So please speak. I'd just like to know who the player was. It can't be Aaron Rodgers. I loved him. He goes forever. I'm sorry. Donald Driver. Oh, I remember him. A great receiver. Absolutely great. And uh, when he, yeah, with the pack, he, he, he must... That's a beautiful story. I'll try to read it if you have a DB number or something. But uh, Donald Driver does exist. A great uh, receiver. Uh, the DB number is 78683. And the the full title is Driven from Homeless to Hero, My Journeys On and Off Lambeau Field. And I like the the fact that the... The author's name is Donald Driver, D-R-I-V-E-R, and the name of the book is Driven, D-R-I-V-E-N. So it, 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 you can't have more of a connection than that. So uh, uh, that, 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 that's a good, good little mnemonic uh, device there, uh, 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 Driven by Driver. And the other day I was on a, bu- a uh, van going somewhere, and, and the guy said, well, you'll remember me. My last name is Driver. And I said, any relation? He said, I wish. Well, yeah, th- th- this is perfect for for for, for next month, uh, the Christmas month, because it's, like Mickey said, it's only uh, six hours, well, six hours, 56 minutes, so just under seven hours. So, and it's it's narrated by John Polk. I think he's one of the the, the guys that read, read quite a few. So uh, uh, everybody should be familiar with him. And... Uh, that sounds like a like an inspirational kind of story, so that should be great. And uh, I want to thank everybody for coming tonight and for all your comments and stuff. I I really enjoyed the discussion. Uh, uh, this this was a very a very entertaining book, and uh, uh, like I said, I read it in like just a couple of days. I, I just couldn't put it down. It just kept clicking and clicking, and uh, I, I thought it really really flowed well, and it was just one of those things I didn't want to want to let go of so uh those that are still reading i hope you enjoy the conclusion and uh thanks again everybody for coming nobody objected to the book hearing nothing i'll say good night alan i just want to tell you i think you know more about braille than you think you do because last night on tech talk um you really knew what you were talking about i thought that was so cool well, thanks, Joni. I appreciate that. I mean, I, I, I remembered the letter D, and uh, I, 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 my thing is I, I like to, when people are trying to explain stuff, I like to, them to make it where I can relate to to the concept and stuff, and so that, that's why I wanted to to give an example, because I, I, I find that helps with my brain a lot if I, if I have an example where I can relate fingers and stuff, and she wasn't doing that i mean they were they were really broad brushing the uh the overview of of what the thing did so i wanted i wanted to give an example that actually uh you know you know put 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 fingers to it and 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 vibrations to it so i i appreciate your comments that makes me feel good and thank you so much and i I forgot to say i hope everybody has a happy holiday i can't believe thanksgiving's two days from now so uh uh we're personally getting to celebrate twice i'm going to have a meal at my uh, uh, my next oldest brother's house on Thursday, 
that we eat with every Sunday night. And then uh, my oldest brother I'm eating with on Friday. So double double Thanksgiving meals. I hope everybody else gets to, to eat as much. And you're not coming to my house on Saturday? Well, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Gobble, gobble, gobble. I thought it was Sunday, Mickey. It is Sunday. I'm sorry. I've lost my brain. You coming? Absolutely. I'll be there. In spirit, I suspect. So I'll have to have some spirits. Even with my with my spiritual appetite, I'll still I'll still take out probably half the food. So uh, uh, and the spirits as well. As I said, I got a couch. <laughs> Is this an open invitation to all of us, Mickey? Not that I think I'll be coming to Wisconsin, but. Is it? Wisconsin is a nice place. If you arrive at my door, I would be more than happy to feed you. I wouldn't send you away hungry. We have enough food for 20. This has been real interesting. I've enjoyed the group uh, and all the, all the discussion. And I want to wish everybody a good Thanksgiving. I don't guess I'll have to go to her house because we're going to have so much food. I don't think I could do it, but I think I would enjoy it if I could go. Bye-bye. Thanks, Don, Ladon, for coming. We appreciate your comments, and you have a happy Thanksgiving. And uh, yeah, Mickey, I got—I I love cheese. I hear y'all got some of that up in Wisconsin. I got to get up there, Willie. We got more cheese. We're cheese heads for a reason. We—we make—we have a lot of cattle. We have—it's—it's um, it's just the place to be. It's really nice, and there's a lot of of um, a rural area. But there's the big cities, too. Milwaukee is about 600,000. Um, Madison is probably 100,000, 150,000 with the students. You know, we're, we're, we're well populated, but not like Ohio or, you know. And we have, uh, we have some interesting history. We have one situation where uh, Kilbourne and, and um, the fur trader, what's his name, Juno, were, were um, shooting across the river at each other with cannons because they they didn't like and they built the bridge so that it wouldn't meet. You know, just we're weird. We are weird and we enjoy it. Sounds like good people. Yeah. Well, enjoy your holiday. Thank you for the invitation. I hope. Uh, uh, I know the food for twenty is going to last. I hope it tastes exquisite. So uh, uh, I'm going to shut this recording off. I'm glad everybody came and I. Thoroughly enjoy the discussion. And thanks again, Mickey, for picking next month's book. No problem. Thanks. Have a good Thanksgiving. And, you know, if you arrive, you're welcome. If you don't, I'll eat your share. I, I, I'm not a believer in being a pop-in, so if, if, I, if I'm ever coming, I'll, I'll give you plenty of notice. But, uh, yeah, eat, eat lots, because I, I intend to. Take care, everybody.